Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live already? Yes. We are already live? We're live, Dr. Cohen. We're live, and we're we're back from a hiatus. Yes. Welcome to... A week hiatus. A week hiatus. And Not he- because Dr. Cohen was on vacation, because he was in operation. I was. I Surgeries. was operating. I was doing surgery. And yeah. we posted the picture. Yeah. And welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome to Gross Anatomy. <laughs> and we I have a am... kind of gross picture for you about We did. That. We're all over the place. See, we're out of sync. Yeah. It's been a whole extra... It's been two weeks and we forgot our banter already. Yeah, so we couldn't meet because We didn't do our had, intro. We didn't even have, do our intro. I'm Lauren Taylor. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. And this is Gross Anatomy. We're back at Gross Anatomy. <laughs> and what do we do at Gross Anatomy? We explore the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine as it relates to pop culture. Movies. Movies, TV. And the world around us. And the world around us. And there you have it. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting back to our, our bant, back and forth banter. Or should we do your question first? Okay, the question that we received is, are there negative health effects to harvesting produce that has been treated with pesticides? And, and the quick and dumb answer is yes, right? But yes. the specifics yes, you're going to get into for us, right? But it, uh, since the book Silent Spring by Rachel Carson came out in 1962. Did you created, read it? No, I've never read it. Have Me you neither. Read it? No, I never even heard of it. Uh, it sounds amazing, and it really changed things. Apparently, Ever amazing. Since then, the government and even non-governmental like organizations have NGOs. Just, yeah, they, I hate that term. I do too. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they've been pesticides have been more heavily regulated. Right. So, even if you're eating fruits and vegetables with pesticides, it shouldn't be the kind of amount that would have a mm. effect on you. Although. Right. Those kind of things like affect children are at higher risk for pesticide toxicity than adults because of their developing brain is more susceptible to neurotoxins. And so the dose of pesticides per body weight is likely to be higher in children, which can cause ADHD, they say, and possibly autism, cancers. So, yes, it could yeah. have, if it was for some reason a higher amount of pesticides than should be treated than right. should be used on foods it could have a right. really serious effect for children and the big fear and risk is cancer and just developmental issues right mm-hmm. i mean right. that's the big thought in the olden days there was something called organophosphates i don't know anything about that you didn't read about it. organophosphates were also a type of pesticides being used and i don't believe they're used at least I, I must confess, we'll have to look it up to mm-hmm. see if they're still being used in the U.S., but I think they are in other places. And if someone comes into significant contact with organophosphates, it could be severe poisoning and even fatal. When I was a fourth-year medical student, I spent a couple of months working in a mission hospital. Which leads me to, we had this one patient and his family there. And there was a patient there and he was dying in front of us. Mm -hmm. And we had no idea why. And I was a fourth year medical student. We had no idea why. And he had certain signs. I remember his his pupils, his eyes were, um, I think, I don't remember now, pathetically, if they were dilated or constricted. And he was kind of foaming at the mouth. And he had other signs and symptoms that were really just bizarre. And we had no idea why he was dying in front of us. Mm -hmm. But even though he was dying in front of us, and even though we were basically doing nothing for him other than trying to support him, and even though we had no idea what was going on, and the family knew we had no idea, 
They were so grateful that we were there trying to care for their loved one. And he eventually died and I felt awful and the family was consoling me that I couldn't help him. They were trying to, to make me oh, feel better. Wow. Um, and then I went back, you know, as a med student and started looking through the books at the symptoms. And I think that guy had organophosphate poisoning. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that's wow. how it ties it in. I, I think I actually witnessed organophosphate poisoning, um, which is like pesticide toxicity, you know, right. to the millionth time. Um, but I don't think that happens in the U.S. I, and right. I, you know, he must have been working in some field or something like that and right. got crazily exposed. No, yeah, because it's so regulated now yeah. here, supposedly. Yeah. Right, but, but that's the push to organic yeah. and all right. that. But so that, and then I found out researching, like, even organic does not mean pesticide free. Right. It's even though people think it does. Right. So right. it refers to specialized kinds of pesticides that occur in nature and are used instead of synthetic pesticides. Right. I actually recently met a guy who started a company, and I wish I remembered the name of the company, um, and they've started this pesticide company, and they're doing really well, and they're, oh no, insect repellent company. Not necessarily pesticide, but insect repellent okay. company, and it claims to be all natural, all organic, mm -hmm. you know, not bad for you, as opposed to like the other products that are on the market, you know, that... You know, everybody says there's evil and could cause harm. No, if that works, I could definitely see that being a yeah, it's pretty high cool. seller. Yeah, yeah, chemical free. So yeah, there is um, there's also a list. It's put out by the Environmental Working Group, and they put out a list of um, the top foods most likely to be contaminated by pesticides. And strawberries and kale are at the top of the list. Strawberries apparently are always on the list, but kale entered the list for the first time this year. Wow. I don't know if that helps our listeners, but maybe you want to make sure you watch your kale. You know, that's kale. interesting. My mother-in-law who lives in Oxnard, there are a zillion strawberry farms there. And I think she actually, and she used to always buy strawberries from these farmers. And they were amazing. And I think she deliberately stopped buying them because she was worried about the pesticides that they were putting in but those were amazing strawberries right well i mean i guess washing doesn't necessarily get them off but uh, you know it can help i mean there's certain like stuff you can wash your fruits and vegetables with but i've never used it like stuff you can buy right those sprays yeah. and things but i'm not sure either tell us about your labor day tell us about my labor day our my labor day weekend was well we went to new york and it was total New York weekend. I mean, we really kind of explain that. What? So we got did you to go New to York. Like Cats Deli. Yeah. Did you, do, you did. Well, no, we did okay. not. We went to. Uh, we got there Thursday night. Went to sleep. Got there super late. Got had pizza, of course. And then, so basically, all we did on Friday was we went to brunch, and we went to brunch at a restaurant called Saint Ambrose or something oh, like I that. Oh, this even happened to you. Right. Also, we yeah, it was a total it. crazy weekend, and we posted it. So we. We had this uh, really good brunch, and the plan was that night we were going to surprise mom, whose birthday it had been, and that was one of the whole reasons we went on this trip. We were going to surprise her that night to go to Madison Square Garden, total New York place. To me, it's the New York Rangers, which I'm a huge fan of, uh, at least was growing up, um, and the garden was just everything to me mm -hmm. uh, and we were going to see the Jonas Brothers that was the surprise and mom didn't know mm -hmm. and so we're at lunch and we're having lunch and a few tables away from us sitting there as you know mm -hmm. as we posted is Sophie Turner 
and Joe Jonas, who are a married couple. Sophie Turner of Game of Thrones and and Phoenix X-Men movie, and Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. So it was like, what? And and I was we were all playing it very cool, but we kind of all walked out of the restaurant at the same mm-hmm. time. And my wife, who I wish I had a lot of her traits, she doesn't she's very she doesn't have shame when it comes to certain things. Like she's able to just Go in this crowd and be like, I'm me, you know, the master injector. I do not have that skill. I wish I did. So, of course, she went up to them and said, She did. I went up to them. No, I wouldn't do it. Plus, I wanted to leave them alone. But she went up to them and was like, Oh, we're big fans, da da da. Can we take a picture? And we're outside together. And they're like, Sure. They were so nice, both of them. They said, Sure. They said, Sure, yeah. And we all posed and and, uh, someone took a picture. I think one of the restaurant people took a picture. And then, as we're standing there, I'm next to Joe Jonas. I'm like, you know, it's funny. We're surprising my wife, you know, tonight. And we're going to see you guys in concert. And he's like, oh, I'll see you there, you know. <laughs> that, that was it. I, like, I wish I had made a bigger deal yeah. about it cause it might, and talked to him more. But I wanted to leave him alone because I just felt so awkward. But that's nice that they were so They were really sweet. nice. They were very sweet. And then, so we went to the Madison Square so Garden. did other people, night. like, start asking for their photo no. as soon as you did that? Okay, Nobody did. Good. Yeah, and then they just walked away. And they were very cool. And, and then... Um, and it actually takes us to one of our topics today is I was very curious, like he was, it was a brunch, like an after, early afternoon brunch mm-hmm. and he's there having lunch. What was he eating? Did you figure And I'm out wondering like, what is he eating before a concert a mm-hmm. few hours from now? Mm-hmm. Which takes us a little bit to our next thing. Like A, is he eating a certain thing? B, would he be concerned about eating too much? Like I know, like if I'm going to play a sport or do something, like I deliberately don't want to eat too much. Like even before surgery, which is going to take us in, I don't want to pig out too much because I don't want to be uncomfortable, which will take us a little bit later right. into our next topic, to our today's topic, um, non-deliberately. But so, um, so we went to the garden. We saw the Jonas Brothers. We kept waiting for them to give a shout out to the Coens. <laughs> they never gave a shout out to the Coens. We just kept waiting, or at least for him to wave to us. He mm-hmm. didn't do it. How dare he? But my wife was thrilled. And, oh, and we weren't going to tell her until later in the day. But after they left, we're like, listen, we're going to the it's, Jonas Brothers that tonight. Crazy and she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was an insane coincidence. So, Aw, how fun. Yes. Yeah, that is something like only in New York. Totally. Or, or in L.A. And my friends were like, you have to leave L.A. to have an L.A. moment in New York. But I guess it's also I a New York know. moment. To me, it's more of a New York moment. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, then the following day, we went to the U.S. Open. We took the subway to the U.S. Open to watch. And probably saw a lot of celebrities there, too. Ben Stiller was there, but we only saw him on the thing. Mm -hmm. But what was amazing is we saw Nadal play, and we saw Nadal beat a guy named Chung. And I think we also saw him blanking. I'm so, I'm sorry, champion, woman champion. I think we actually saw the woman champion play that day, too. Which was so cool. I don't follow tennis. We saw both of the champions play. Like, who knew that? So we had this amazing Madison Square Garden, then the U.S. Open. So, what are we talking about today? Well, today we were going to talk about, like, we're going to talk tennis. about tennis. Right. I mean, now it's over, but when we're going to talk right. about it, it was still like the finals were going on. But, but it just ended. So, it's so still, you just watched the champion. We just watched the champion, Rafael Nadal. Yes. Yeah. He's got a lot of like ticks. Like, you're talking about like pre game or like pre show with the Jonas Brothers. Like, yeah. So, I didn't realize. I looked it up after you told me ticks. I literally thought you meant like ticks, like he might have had Lyme disease. No. I, and then it was like, as soon as oh. I typed in ticks, it was like, list of the things that he does he does during a game right. before and it almost seemed like OCD like I feel like right. 
I have a little bit of that too, so I could see, I could, yeah. Yeah, so he touches his face a certain way, Rafael Nadal. Yeah. And he, he steps a certain way, or like right. doesn't step on a line. He hits the ball after he gets the ball before he's about to serve it. He then hits it back away, the one he's not going to use a certain way, and it's pretty amazing. So you would think there's you need to stop doing this. There's no reason. Like OCD is like you know there's no reason to do it. But he's a cha- he's the person he's that's won the most. Right. Ever. And what amazes me more so is does like, anyone ever tell him to stop? Probably not. Right. Like when I do my nervous tics, my wife yells at me. She's right. like, "Why are you picking your nose? Or why are you know scratching <laughs> yeah. your ear? Or whatever yeah. it is." Like, could you imagine I'm walking in to go do surgery to talk to my patient and I'm picking my butt? Oh, I'm going to do go do surgery, you know, I'm going to pick my like butt a little bit. not stepping on lines. Right, like exactly. Or I'm going to go like, like this and twitch and stuff. I don't think they'd let me operate on their family. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think they would. It's a little unfair, though. Right? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I think it's a little... But so what's interesting, though, is just leading into that is how actually every... Not everybody, but so many people professionals in certain um, fields have these weird tics or superstitions or Mm -hmm. quirks that they kind of repeat Mm -hmm. every single time before whatever it is they're going to do. But maybe it actually, yeah, it does help him because it's like obviously an anxious thing. So if he does these things, he's not so anxious and he can concentrate better. That's one thing. And I think it's a focus thing too. Yeah. Um, but then there's must be an element of superstition too. Right. You know, like it's worked so far, so God forbid I change it. Yeah. You know, it okay. worked once, so I can't change it. Well, apparently he wrote in his 2011 autobiography, Rafa, that he always takes freezing cold showers, which huh. like helps him uh, with his flow. Right. And um, just become alert. And so I thought that was kind of a cool thing. I was like, oh, it's clearly working. Right. He said it's like like a fish in a current. Like after, he just always takes cold showers, like freezing cold showers before he goes. To play or, yeah, or to after play. play? Oh, before play. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the other thing that's funny that he does is each time, you know, he sits down and then when he gets back up, he runs back out the same way back to the court as if he's like a little kid all eager to go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter like how far into the match it is. He still gets up and runs back out to the court, which was interesting. Are people rooting for him? Because I don't even know. People love him. Yeah. He's great. Because there's no, like, USA guy that is like a... No, they're rooting for him. He's okay. he's a fan favorite. I mean, there are a bunch of guys, but he's definitely a fan favorite. But, you know, so, so it takes us a little bit. So that's what got me into thinking about Joe Jonas. Like, before... Like, I know, you know, by no means am I a singer, but I remember even... I did a couple of plays, believe it or not, in college, some musicals, and I remember I couldn't, I didn't want to eat anything that day if I was doing theater. Mm -hmm. Not just A, nerves, B, I didn't want to feel full, I didn't want to feel a certain way, and then I didn't want to be phlegmy, you know, from certain foods. So, you know, is it nerves? Is it just a weird preparation thing? So I was wondering, too, what is Joe Jonas doing? Like, is he... Like... I wouldn't be able to have lunch before my concert. I'd probably be home, like, pacing. I know. That's why I wish you could see what they ate. It's right. probably, like, they probably ate, like, a few tomatoes and some. He had some kale and strawberries yeah. <laughs> with no pesticides. Exactly. Exactly. And then, so, you know, and then I was even thinking about it, and I was telling someone earlier about our topic, which was, you know, even as a surgeon, I have certain things that I do before every surgery. Um, to some degree, and yeah, I think my partners do too. It's not so much that it's ticks, but I always, well, I, it's pretty pathetic. Like, I'm a little kid. Like, 
no matter what length of trip I'm going on, I have to pee beforehand. And I kind of consider a surgery like a trip. So no matter how fast or how long of a surgery I have, even if I don't have to pee, I go to try to pee before the surgery so that I don't have to pee because I don't want to have to pee in between because I want to stay focused. It's more of like a superstition weird thing, Mm -hmm. you know, to focus. You know, it's kind of bizarre. I guess so, maybe. Um, and we, I hate not having music on in the operating room. You know, it, certain music I don't want, I'd rather not have altogether, but... What is it like? You, I would imagine doctors just, just listening to classical music. No. Is it really? I will not, I, 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 ins, I hate classical music okay. in the operating room. I, if, if and when I hear classical music, my silly joke is, where are the words? They forgot the words, is the, what I always say. No, my go-to, my standard go-tos are either Sinatra... Good one. Or 80s alternative. I like both those. Right, like the Cure, the Smiths, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But the Jonas Brothers lately, I gotta tell you. <laughs> you know, I, so I do actually. Do any of the other nurses or doctors that are in the surgery have a say? Like, do you guys agree? No one has a say but me. It's all my. <laughs> no, that's not surgeon. true. Typically, that lead surgeon gets the choice of what to listen to. So, is it a common thing for surgeons to listen to music? While Pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fairly common. Yeah. And then athletes do a lot of, you know, all athletes. I remember um, there's the whole no shave thing, you know, like in the playoffs, the superstition. Oh, basketball players do that. All, all mm-hmm. athletes, hockey, basketball, mm-hmm. everybody. Um, and then I mentioned it to one of, I run the volunteer program at the hospital where I am. Uh, the, not the volunteer. I run the pre-med program at the hospital where I work. And one of our coordinators, I was talking to him about the topic. And he said when he used to play hockey, he would always deliberately put his equipment on the same leg first mm-hmm. and then the other leg. Oh. Yeah, he played better that way. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's clearly exactly. all in their head. But. Yeah. So, are these major psychological illnesses? No, I mean, I don't, I feel like it's not hurting. No. But we reward these athletes who are, and, and actors, I'm sure, do a lot of weird, wacky stuff too and, right. and all that. But, well, like, if your lawyer was doing that or your babysitter was doing that, you know, you'd probably run yeah, far you, away. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess that's true. Right? If your kid's teacher, you know, was doing that, you'd probably be like, what is wrong with his teacher? Right. And, yeah. Kinda like reminds a, could, me of that Jack, Jack Nicholson movie. What is it called? Where he does The Shining? Like, no, he has OCD. Right. He's like, as good as hunt. it gets. Yeah, as good as it gets. So he's, like... One of the best writers, but he's just got all these tics. Yeah. And yeah, people stay away from him when he's like, you know, right. walking down the street that so was a oddly. Great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. I love that movie too. Yeah. Um, with Greg Kinnear. Yes. He's and great I love the artwork in that movie, actually. Yeah. Do you remember the, the actual Ke- paintings? Yeah. The paintings were fantastic in that movie. Yeah. Everything about that movie is well done. Yeah. Yeah. Actors, I guess, um, I couldn't find any like weird tics about like their performance other than Marlon Brando apparently um, you know ref- he's known for refusing to learn his lines he just you know it's very does things his own way right but apparently he found a cat on the set of The Godfather remember the scene where there's a cat yeah of course apparently he was adamant that the cat be used because he found it and he was like it needs to be in the film right so it's like weird stuff like actors I think can just make more demands like for often. sure uh, and Samuel L. Jackson apparently has to be has to have a golf course nearby on any set that he's hmm. has to have access to a golf course. Right, right. 
So they're just, yeah. I mean, that's just like A-list things. But I don't know what they do like before performance. Like if they have to eat a certain thing or anything. I well, then you hear like out. like um, musicians with weird demands in terms of their dressing rooms and stuff like yeah. that. Or theater actors. You know, they have to have like the yellow M&M's. Oh, I heard like, that too. I forgot what band that was. Yeah. But yeah. Like bizarre stuff like that. Yeah. I wish I could demand those kind of things. I know. I guess you just my, have before to get, my surgery. Like, a certain kind of level. But I read that Christopher Walken on set he always tells people it's his birthday just so he can get birthday cake. I oh, think that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like I wish yeah. My kids used to do that any restaurant we would go to. Oh really? To get the birthday yeah, cake. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I always like that. Yeah. Actually the guy who trained one one of the guys who trained me in my fellowship, who who's a great surgeon had to always use the same suction to suction the blood and the fluid. He had his own. Okay. And he would, he kept them in his locker and he would make sure they sterilized it for each surgery and then he would take it back. And he called it the good luck suction. Wow. Yeah. And it's cute. He bought, you know, he had a bunch of them and he used to give them to each graduating fellow as a gift, a good luck sucker for them to take. <laughs> he didn't do it when I was a fellow. He started it years later. I guess I didn't deserve one. Aww. Yeah. But you don't do anything like that? No. So you don't really have any weird things? Um, well, certain things like, um, like I like to recite, uh, before the surgery, you know, I'll tell the nurses Mm -hmm. certain things that I need, like in terms of how the patient's going to be positioned. So I'll be like, Foley SED's left arm tucked. I mean, that's the thing. The nurses know Foley SED's left arm tucked, which Mm -hmm. means, so if I'm doing like a big general anesthesia surgery laparoscopically, patient needs a Foley catheter, which goes in the bladder into the penis or vagina that drains the urine. SCDs are sequential compression devices that help squeeze the legs to make sure blood is circulating around to prevent blood clots Mm -hmm. during the surgery. And left arm tucked, you know, is how we we tuck one of the arms to help position. So like the nurses, like I'll walk in the room and the nurses will sometimes just say to me, Foley SCDs left arm tucked, you know, or I'll be like for dressings, you know, at the end of the surgery, I'll be like, um, mass all stereotypes, two by two teggies, you know, which is, you know, the you dressing that I language. need. Yeah, I have my yeah. own language. And then I have a silly thing that now everybody knows. Um, it's not new. Um, after I do a lot of thyroid surgery, mm-hmm. um, and I like to put ice packs on my incisions. Actually, most incisions I'll put ice packs on. So um, the thing I say to the nurses as soon as I walk out, and now they'll just say it to me, is ice, ice, baby. <laughs> so, That's cute. Yeah. I like that. So what do you eat? Like the tennis stars have all, can you think of the one food all tennis stars pretty much eat? You know the answer? Uh-huh. I don't know that. I don't know what you're talking bananas. about. Bananas. Apparently oh. bananas, there's like so many pounds of bananas at this U.S. It's the mm. U.S. Open, right? Yeah. Actually, what was really interesting is each each athlete, each tennis player has their own, you know, they go sit down for a little break in between points sometimes and they have their concoctions, different drinks and Nadal had like this black um, drink. I was like, what the heck is in there? You know, it's... Apparently that's always the same too. Right. And what they each they... have their Fakakta crazy drink that they drink. Yeah. Well, I was... Uh, Federer, was he playing? Uh-huh. Or was he not yeah. playing anymore? Yeah, of he course. He still played? Yeah. He apparently eats... He seems like more my kind of Italian guy, but he's not Italian. But eats pasta before each match. Mm-hmm. And he's a big fan of pizza. So he's like the one that's like not on... He likes waffles juice coffee he's like not on the anything but he will take a shot of vinegar 
Nadal is just a believer in diets. He prefers to eat fish, olives, and chocolates, which also sounds... Healthy stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The rest of them are pretty healthy, it looks like. Cool. Pretty much what you'd think. Yeah. Are you going to watch any movies this weekend? I still haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I really want to try to go see it. You did, right? I almost can't talk to you anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I haven't had time. I've been working like a beast. We... We removed that. And it is an almost three-hour movie. Yeah, that's fine. I, I like it. But we removed... Oh, but we've been watching the Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, the Spy? Spy. We watched two episodes. Netflix, but it looks slow. Is it slow? It was a little slow and it was hard to watch him in the beginning. It took a little while to say... Ali G. Ali G or, or yeah. uh, Borat. It yeah. took a little while to... But he's he was doing a good job. By the second episode, we I was watching I this character. I finish it and tell okay. me if it's... Because the trailer doesn't do a good job. It like no, makes it seem slow. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think I want to watch It is a little this. slow. It is a little slow. But it was good All right. so far. We're excited to finish it. Okay. What about you? What are you watching? Um, Shit Creek. It's um, yeah. a comedy. Have you seen that? I've it's heard like of it. It's like Eugene Levy and yeah. his son wrote it. It's cute. It's light. Like I just needed something light. Oh, really? I started season two of Succession this morning. I've, we started that too. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy Podcast. Please like us or find us or comment. Give us feedback. Tell us episodes you want to hear. And just remember that this isn't necessarily medicine. It's our entertainment standpoint of healthcare and the world around us. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen signing off with... Lauren Taylor. And there we go. Thanks. Thanks. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.